The views and opinions expressed in the Hide and Seek podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views, positions, or opinions of the host or contributors. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Most of you know me from the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. Do you enjoy the Hide and Seek podcast? Would you like to show your support? Head over to Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and follow us so you never miss an episode. You can interact with us as well as share your thoughts, ideas, and theories on this season's episodes by joining the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. The following podcast may contain strong language and is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet dreams are made of this. 24-Hour News Aid's Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter. I can tell you where she most likely is. I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty They're pretty freaking gruesome. I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany. I have all of them. I have everything. I told him, I said, I'll kill all them motherfuckers. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Because this little town around here would be hard to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. To me, some days I don't believe anything happened to her. I think she just left. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey guys. In the last episode, you followed along with us on our GPR journey at the former property of Don Hill. Even though the GPR identified anomalies in the subsurface, the two cadaver dogs on site did not alert for human remains on the soil pools that were taken from the anomalies. Over the past two seasons, I've learned to accept and not expect, but this was tough news to hear, and even tougher news to deliver to Brittany's family. It's been a minute since Sarah and I went over the suspect board. We'd take some time to do that, since there were a lot of pieces we wanted to add from my trip, and now we have the GPR information from Don Hills. Don has been sitting on the sidelines on the suspect board for a while. His role in this is still unclear, so for now, we decide to leave him right where he is. Don's former property still isn't totally off the table yet. We feel some sense of reassurance, though, that they were able to begin the process and get some answers, even if it wasn't what we wanted to hear. The suspect board is large, and it's pretty full at this point. Different items tacked all over it, some spilling over the edges in an organized way, of course. Headshots, maps, area photos, receipts, notes, emails, drawings, you name it. It's probably on the board somewhere. While Sarah and I are going over the information and moving a few things around on the board, I get a text message from a trusted source close to our investigation. Our source sends us a series of screenshot conversation between Ashley and a woman named Gianna, who calls herself a private investigator. 
In order to fully understand what you're about to hear, let me provide you some context and backstory. On June 1st, 2021, nine months before the conversation you're about to hear takes place, Ashley gains access to Jessica's Google account, and from there, is able to take over her Facebook account and removes Jessica as an admin and creator from the Facebook group Jessica created on 9-4-2019 for Brittany. Ashley does this without permission after Jessica asked her to fix her phone. For clarification, the Jessica we're talking about is Brittany's mother. This is Ashley. Damn right, everything is going to come to light. This is Gianna. That he's a fake for financial gain and views? Set up bullshit. When I end his career that he's worked so hard for, I'm going to ask him, to his face, if it was worth it. It's sickening. I'm not even scared. I even told them that. I was pissed, but not scared. That's one thing I've never, ever been, is scared of going down for it. Because to put me away from murdering my friend, I would have had to have murdered my friend. And people wonder why I don't lie. Because my life literally depends on the truth and has for the last four years. This kind of shit is the shit that makes me go harder and makes everyone that fucked with me eventually regret the day they ever thought it would be a good idea to do so. I know, I understand, but now we wait. Wait to see what they release, the balls in their court. Wait to see if they follow the letter you gave. Or, if we have to press charges, we don't give them any more ammo. How do I press charges? I've never pressed charges on anyone for anything before. I'd help you if they do. Want me to post this in the group since people think I got rid of you and Britt's family? Crop out the last message where I say good. I planned on it. And then let them know you're my voice right now. During this shitstorm that's forced me back underground for a bit. Okay. So they know you're a good guy here. Jessica Ruth is another one of my contacts that's helped me with info. But I'm almost afraid she might buy into the bullshit. Not sure which way she's going to go with things. This shit is making me sick with anxiety for real. I see her playing both sides, so keeping her info is minimal. I'm not sure what way she will turn either. I think she's on your side, but I see her jumping ship possibly, so I only say things to her if I don't care others know. Here is one of the combos that's going to be on the list of must-reads I send you. Enjoy some peace and time away. Get in a good place physically and mentally. You're gone at this for a long four years. You deserve the break. So please, do take time off as well. I don't know how. I've been robbed of everything. I have no one. I have nowhere. I'm stuck where I'm at and it's bullshit. My boyfriend is next door with the chick he used to fuck. I can't go anywhere because my Jeep was stolen. I'm stuck in hell and it's right in the heart of let's get Ashley country. You're like a savior for real. Hmm. That sounds familiar. How are things going in the group? Did James ever respond to you? No, he didn't. Group was going good. I did screenshot what James tried to post. I'm about to fall back asleep, but remind me later to tell you what the imbecile who conducted the exam on me said about Britt's Facebook messages and going to her wall to read them and shit. Okay, I'm getting the emails, by the way. 
I'm trying to pick out the most important ones for easy finding. Dude, I found the Holy Grail. The zip drive of mine in Jessica's convo that was password protected. I finally remembered the password. I just sent it to you. If you only ever read one thing, make it that. You'll see that shit unfold, and if anything, her own words will clear me. I'm almost tempted to create a whole brand new Gmail, make a joint one we both have access to, and start transferring shit to that Google Drive. What should the email be? Savage Justice? That's an inside thing you don't get. In high school, my nickname was Savage, and it was funny because I'm anything but a savage. I had a pair of black pants with savage across the ass and orange lettering from the high school senior powder puff game. Brit stole them from me because they made her ass look good. And because between her and I, she was the savage, not me. Sorry, I don't get to share the good times with anyone very often because it's always about her disappearance and shit. And then justice, obviously, because fuck, what is this all for? I need you to try and find out the address and whose house they had you go to, as well as the polygrapher. Put together a timeline of what time you were told Jess is getting hooked up, when you got to take one, when you replied, when you got picked up, and stuff like that. That is going to be your task. There's a reason. I can tell you right now, the dude's name isn't going to happen. Because his name was said at the very same time he asked why I was apprehensive about coming to take the test, which threw my mind into a whirlwind of, why would he say that? Why would he think that? Did someone say something to imply that? James was the only one that I talked to, and I agreed immediately and was even trying to help him figure out how to come get me. I don't even have an idea, any clue, what his name even started with. My boyfriend asked me what the guy looked like, and I realized I could barely recall that. Barely taller than me, though. Big gut. Glasses. Bald. 60s, maybe? We can find out. It will have to be outside the box. Asking James or having others? And mean. Impatient. And not very accommodating. I told him I was freezing, and he said, You're cold? Huh? Like I was lying? I was trying to hold a shiver in and then remembered there's a pad under my ass that measures tensing and tried to undo the tense. It was a mess. So much so that as soon as James and Ethan got back, the guy said, so let me ask you, how do you think you did? And my response was, honestly, probably not great. He cut me off and said, that's because you failed miserably. You know what happened to your friend and you know where she is. And that triggered the anxiety attack and meltdown that I tried forcing myself out of. They also helped me out without knowing it. I need to tell you this while it's fresh on my mind because I almost forgot. Some things they said made me cock my head and think, wait, what? I've said that before. A lot of shit he was saying is things I have told people before, including James. Eidetic memory, that's why if I'm adamant about something I remember, You can bet your bottom dollar and take that bitch all the way to the bank that what I'm telling you is as accurate as anything you'll ever get next to having been there yourself. And if I can't remember something, I don't even attempt to. That's where I was taken. My location is never off. 
I made the post as soon as he told me she was getting hooked up. Okay, that gives three addresses. So what is it? What time did you get picked up? 3.20 p.m. minus 39 minutes. I love Google. Around 1.30 p.m. is when she was hooked up. Allegedly. Who picked you up at 2.41? Ethan did. Who is Ethan? The camera guy. They were allegedly in White Pigeon, though, at 3 at Don Hill's property, remember? 34 minutes from me. Was there any camera person at the home or with James? Where was James when you got there? James was inside waiting. Cameras were set up because the exam was recorded. But now that I think about it, they had to have had them running the entire time. No one ever went over to turn it on. Yeah, they were. Try and get someone to give you Jessica's report. I guarantee you can't. Do you have anyone you can deploy as a mole? If they exist, which we know they don't, Kelly Walkup would probably know. Do you think that Jessica chick would? Or someone similar? It's gotta be someone on both pages and on the fence already. No, once you read my messages between Jessica Ruth and I, you'll understand how against Jessica she is. We need someone that Kelly doesn't hate. I don't see there being any chance whatsoever of her ever siding with Jessica. Only worry was that she would categorize me with Jessica and just be against us both. Good luck with that one, or that doesn't hate her. Give me some time to think on this. It's fine if the person hates them. They just gotta be fate. I'm sure I can come up with something. Getting people to talk is something I've always naturally been good at. I just hate doing it because I hate people. Oh, I think I have someone. I have got to put this phone down, though. So hard to do once all the doors in the brain start opening. Funny story crammed into a nutshell. Dude I'm with, I've known since I was eight years old. And he also just happens to be one of the people Jessica actively tried to frame for Brit. He has been more than cleared. Two past polygraphs. One in Indiana, one in Michigan. Didn't even know Brit. The infamous Cadillac video? Chuck Allen. Ah, okay. That's my guy. I did know that. Most aren't aware that there's four ring videos, not just one. Or that there's a second vehicle involved in all that. Or that the video has been edited. Or that Jessica had access to a white Cadillac in 2018. I just heard something really fucking bad. They videoed the polygraph. We know this. I just talked to someone who's in some other group claiming to be working with a female detective out of Indiana. Video is about to go viral. I don't believe the detective part. And out of Indiana? It's gotta be Val. We knew this was gonna happen. That's why I want to debunk it. With the timeline and the inconsistencies and how unprofessional and staged it is... I don't know when this is supposed to happen, though. So hopefully, before then, we can iron out the details and type it up, and I'll be ready to post it as soon as they do drop it, as well as filing charges. So you can handle the charges pressed thing? I'm starting to go into a panic attack right now. Don't. It's okay. I can get you the info on what to do for charges, yes. When he told you Jess was getting hooked up, do you have a text of that or phone call? 
I need you to get the polygrapher guy's name. I need that. Even if you have to text James, I don't care. He told me over the phone that she was being hooked up as we speak. James isn't going to tell me shit now that I sent the cease and desist. No pre-test interview or any. Then the guy spent about five to ten minutes zooming through the process, asking my medical history, had me sign a paper, and told me the questions that were going to be asked. Then spent maybe 15 minutes asking me for my side of things, which of course I couldn't give him in 15 minutes because I wasn't nutshelling anything or leaving out any details. He shut me up and hooked me up when he realized I was going to be talking for hours to tell my side of things. Now, the shit that's allegedly about to go viral, not so sure is my polygraph, but I'm not positive it's not. This girl I talked to, it's Chuck's sister. She said she's seen video of me saying it's Chuck. I told her if that's true, then it's edited, because those words have never left my mouth. I've never said anyone did it because I've not yet ever had solid enough proof to say for certain so-and-so did it. Plus, I've been clearing Chuck's name for the past two years. He asked me if I'd ever been arrested for anything. I said, yep, I was arrested when I was 17 for a 399 ring I stole from the mall. Then never did again until December 23rd for I still don't know what. Then I began to tell him about the arrest, how everything I was about to tell him can be seen in the one and a half hour long body cam footage of the stop. And that in it, me being arrested and slammed into my vehicle by two officers, resulting in a broken rib and broken glasses. And then the guys driving my vehicle being let go after being handed back the dope filled syringe and being told to squirt it off on the side of the road before being let go with warnings. We'll talk about this soon. So check this out. I just figured out how to get back into Jessica's Facebook account. What do you mean? When did you last have access? I don't know. I'd have to look at the login info. Whenever my phone was bricked. But that is her messaging me. So how did you figure out you can get back in? She tells me wrong direction, dum-dum. How would she know unless she knows? I found the right backup password database that contains the two-factor codes. Oh, so are you going to download the data quick so you have it? And I don't know what her message was in reference to. I have shit locked down. When I take over an account, there's no possible way for the owner to go through recovery steps to get it back. It only goes back if I decide to allow it. I already have that downloaded. I got into that one on June 1st at 3 p.m. and downloaded that data immediately. No, I mean between June and now. That's nine months and a lot of info and conversations, especially with James and crew lately. I got in on June 1st and I've been logged in ever since on the dual messenger. She uses Facebook though. No one's been in it unless someone managed to figure out how to circumvent the two-factor code, which I assure you they haven't because no one even knows how to attempt to log in. Not even her. No one knows I changed the email to that account. She is on Facebook. Is that a different account then? Just to ensure no recovery things could take it away. That's the account of her I couldn't afford to lose. Yeah, she is on Facebook in a new account. This account is the account she was using in 2018 and 2019 and 2020, right up until I took it. 
Well, too bad you don't have the new one. I know. I've honestly thought about trying to take it over because I feel like I'm plenty capable, and I know that's where the gold is now. I just had an evil, brilliant idea. The Facebook message is using is insert the name Jessica Nicole. The Facebook I took over is Jessica Rolf. I mean, was Jessica Rolf. Now it's Jessica Nicole. And wouldn't you know it, it just happens to have the same profile picture. So Jessica is going to go ahead and message James asking the name of the polygrapher. And we agreed across our fingers that the fact that all their current conversations will be gone doesn't tip him off, but rather confuses him. The way I'm hoping it pans out is that he answers the questions and gives up the name and then says some dumb shit about where's our messages or something. Because then I'll just reply, who fucking knows? Probably Ashley hacking shit again, trying to save her ass. Okay, it seems like a good idea. He hasn't read it yet. Probably asked her about it by now. Fuck. Okay, check this out. Forgot about this. Brit's wallet and phone found October 11th, 2019. No matter how far you go back, you'll always see Jessica tell everyone that Sheldon never gave her anything of Britney's. She tried telling everyone that I had Brit's shit. One, I have all of her messages telling people she did get all of Brit's shit. Two, the sheriff's deputies told me the same thing and said they didn't know why she would say that. Three, I have her own pictures in her own Google account where Jessica is wearing Britney's shirt that she has on in her Britney Keltner profile photo. Sick bitch. Can go on for days, like I said. When you see the shit unfold between her and I throughout the entire conversation, you can full-ass tell she knows. I had nothing to do with it and also that I'm the only one that can and will end this. I'm not done. Hang on. Explain to me how she has Brit's credit card that was opened in 2018, if Brit's wallet was never found, and the phone that was never found was never missing. The police have it. They've had it since Jessica turned it in, but she turned it in after it was wiped. Oh, and here's a paper in Jessica's handwriting. She gave to me with her Facebook login info and a list of messages she wanted me to pay special attention to. When she asked me to go through her messages to see if I could catch anything she may have missed. One of the times I was on the phone to James, I had the volume up so Chuck could hear what was being said. James had made the comment that he can't and won't make anyone talk to him. If someone tells him to fuck off, then he does and leaves it alone. Then he said he had already talked to Chuck. I interrupted him and said, you've already talked to Chuck? He paused and gave me a really shaky, yeah, I did. So I asked him how much. He asked me what I meant, and I said, at length? He said no, it was just an introduction chat, and that Chuck had agreed to do an interview with him, then ghosted. The truth is that he got a hold of Chuck three separate times and was told to fuck off all three times. Then, we just found out two nights ago, James got a hold of Chuck's niece. He told her that Brittany's Uncle Scott, the one that was there the night she disappeared, and his sons already described Chuck and said it was him. Also wouldn't take no for an answer on an interview or answering questions from when she too 
told him to fuck off. Apparently even threatened with her kids somehow to try and scare her into talking. She still denied him. James has no clue what he's up against with this family. And then before I was picked up, I think it was when Jessica was allegedly being hooked up. While I was waiting for James to get back on the line, Chuck and I were talking. He asked me if I'd like it if he went with me to talk to James. I said, yeah, so Chuck agreed. But he wasn't doing it for anyone but me, to support me. So when James got back on the line, I told him, look, when Jessica's done with her polygraph, come here and get me and Chuck and I will come talk. He was taken aback and asked what changed Chuck's mind. I said same thing that changed Greg's mind and Scott's and grandpa's and grandma's, me. I've put my name on you. Then while I was waiting on my ride down there, we realized it's in Indiana and it was a no-go. Chuck can't leave the state. So I told James Chuck was still willing to talk to him. It just has to be in Michigan. Then everything happened, obviously a cease and desist, and now he's forever lost that opportunity. Life is being upended again, trying to find a safe place to go as we speak. Because Chuck can't handle this. He already went through being framed and was looking at going down for killing some girl. He can't accept or understand that this isn't about him. He wants me to just drop it and doesn't understand I can't because of what happened. This is shit I actually have to handle. I'm not doing this. I literally cannot do this. I can't. I'm leaving tonight whether I have somewhere to go or not. Okay, I understand. Jessica Ruth sent to me. Never have Ashley contact me again. I'm not speaking to anyone about Brittany's case except her family. <laughs> Told you. She wouldn't jump ship and go to Jessica's side, but she would jump ship and put me with Jessica. Everyone commenting on that post is negative. Bernie Whitcomb, John Simmons. Send me some screenshots. In the series of text messages you just listened to, you heard Ashley and Gianna attempting to figure out who they could use to deploy as a mole to do their dirty work. As a side note, the name of the polygraph examiner was never a secret. He was introduced to both Ashley and Jessica on the day of their exams. Anyhow... Ashley and Gianna discuss using Brittany's lifelong friend, Jessica Ruth, to get the name of the examiner. They're unsure if Jessica Ruth will actually carry out their plan or turn on them. While they carry on in their conversation, Ashley discovers the password to get into Jessica's Facebook account that she claims she thought she lost. She does this with the intentions of sending me a message to ask me about the name of the polygraph examiner. I received the message, but notice there's no conversation history in our messages. Jessica and I should have a conversation history. This coupled with the knowledge of all the accounts Ashley had taken over in the past didn't settle well with me. You know what they say, the best way to predict the future is by looking at the past. Our source goes on to tell us Ashley took off a couple days after the polygraph and went to North Carolina after Chuck broke things off with her. Now, you'll hear Ashley and Gianna's announcements to the Facebook group Ashley took from Jessica. Here's Ashley. Look, I can't go into detail right now about what's going on. For my own safety, obviously. All I ask is that no matter what you hear, you remember why you chose to trust me in the first place. I've more than proven my intentions in all this, 
and I've proven my willingness and ability to get shit done. You also know I've willingly and intentionally placed this target on my back to keep it off of others because we all know what the people involved are capable of and the lengths they're willing to go to to keep the truth from coming out. I've been preparing for this to happen and the time has finally come. If you want to help in any way, keep your faith in me and continue defending me while I'm gone. Remember, my silence has always meant I'm creating waves and getting shit done. I'm in contact with someone who will keep the group updated as she can and also let you know I'm okay. She'll also relay anything I have to say to the group. I love you all for your support so far and further support is crucial at this point. If you choose to remain silent, that's totally fine too and completely understandable. Just please don't believe the things you're going to be hearing and please don't help them spread the lies is all I can ask. When it's safe to do so, I will explain every bit of it. Next, you'll hear Gianna's announcement. Passing this along as instructed. Ash has since deactivated Facebook, but we are in contact, as she said. I am that person. I know you don't know me, but I have worked on Bert's case behind the scenes for months. I do PI work, and I don't do drama or gossip, so you won't see me publicly much. That's the way it should be, as Brittany is who matters and whose justice will be served for. Feel free to message me with any questions or anything to pass along to Ash. She's okay. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. If you recall, Chuck and his white Cadillac are featured in the security video at the chicken farm. Valerie and her boyfriend, Chet, who you met in episode 16, told me previously that they're friends of Chuck. Before I have a chance to call Valerie, she sends me a message and tells me she's been in contact with Chuck, and there's been a development. She says she needs to speak with me sooner rather than later. A few moments pass. Valerie and Chuck call me. Almost immediately, I can tell that something is off with Valerie. She seems anxious, almost nervous. She tells me that Ashley showed up at her house earlier in the day around 4 to 5 a.m. Because according to her, she and Ashley aren't on great terms. Valerie seems hesitant to talk. I hear her walking around. I hear a door open and close. I can hear what it sounds like Valerie's feet crunching on the ice and snow. She's left Ashley in the house talking with Chet, and she's outside now. The car door opens and slams closed. She says this is the best place to talk right now. It's private. It's the end of February and it means it's frigid outside. She turns the car on and off for heat. Valerie tells me that Ashley showed up and tried to come into her house and when she couldn't get in, 
She texted Valerie and asked her to come unlock her door. I can tell Valerie is really surprised by this early morning visitor. While she's sitting in her car, she realizes that the vehicle in her driveway has North Carolina plates on it. <laughs> what did you do now? Like, why do I get caught in these situations? <laughs> okay, so hold on a second. You gotta explain to me what's going on because... Ashley, I'm at my house right now. Okay, so let's rewind. When did she arrive and what time did she arrive? Hold on. I got the text message where she says, unlock your door. She told you to unlock your door? Yeah. Uh, okay, how do I get this? 4.35 a.m. Oh, she literally walked up to your door, tried to unlock, tried to, like, get inside and then said, sent you a text to say, get, unlock your door? She, I messaged her um, over the conversation between Chuck and I because Chuck sent me some things that she sent to him that freaked Chuck the fuck out. I mean, freaked him out bad. So I messaged her and asked her what they were about. Basically, she said, well, it's all going viral. I'm going to post everything. It's from Jess's account. My main thing is if there is evidence being withheld in this case... They need to come out. Right. What? What is? What is it? What specifically is it? That's and, that. Um. Something. That I think I sent it to you. That brick of heroin. Okay. Hold on. You sent me a text message of Daniel Keltner and yep. on Ashley says, "There is no way in hell that I was going to give up sabotaging your lives, especially after what you and her have done." Yep, that was um, to Brittany. That was to Brittany from... Now, she's saying that it was from Jess when Jess was with Daniel. Okay, pause, pause. Wait, 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 wait. So, Ashley is claiming that this message between Daniel Keltner and Brittany is... It, the, the the little the the little bubbles are blue. So who's phone? I mean, where is this, where is this coming from? I'm looking at a message between somebody that I can't I can't tell who you can't tell who's coming from. That's this is bullshit. That's what I. So this is the same bullshit that that we've planted all these fucking seeds around. Right. How the hell can you prove any of that right there in front of court? If you can't fucking do it, then don't fucking put it on my. Um, you know what I'm saying? Then we're sent to Chuck uh -huh. from Ashley. Ashley sent them to Chuck. Chuck sent them to me. Why do you think she sent them to Chuck? Chuck snapped. Uh, he, he, he did. He snapped. He admits it. He will admit it. What does that he mean? Like, what did he do? Pissed off because she, if she has evidence like that, then why the fucking this girl found his exact words. I can see why Chuck's pissed, why he's concerned. He thinks that she was only there to set him up as his, so. Now what I think she was doing was she didn't want to piss Chuck off any more than she already will be. And she went there to try to do what you call damage control and to get in his good grace and to become his lover and to be close with him because she knows when he posts this stuff, it's not gonna be good. Well, he will talk to you. 
I guarantee he will talk to you. Why do you guarantee. tell me how, why you why you guarantee it? Why do I guarantee it? Yeah. Because he straight told me he will. I told him, Chuck, you need to tell your side. He said, is that what's going to clear my name? Yes. That he is not out to hurt you. He is to get where Brittany is at. That's it. But then you have people in the mix. I love Jessica. I do. But she she's done some wrong, too. Listen. God knows Jessica's dealing with a with a nightmare that every parent would never wish upon the greatest enemy. I'm right, also okay. not trying to, to to make a podcast show about the heroes of this case. Like this is about fucking Britney. I was hoping Chuck, after him and Ashley split, I was hoping from the moment that she went back to his trailer, what happens when the day when it comes out that she was pointing the finger at him and then then is he willing to talk? He thinks that she was setting him up. When he asked her, how can you fail a fucking lie detector test, Ashley? How? He, look, Chuck has taken two. Not one, two. Yeah. And has passed both. Yes, I understand. They're not admissible in court. No, they're not. But if she failed, like, dramatically, like, we're being told. My thing is, where is she at? And I'm hoping that she'll spill it. I want to know how the fuck I got a fucking car sitting in my driveway with North Carolina fucking plates. Can you turn that into me? Or, or just tell me, tell, me, tell me the license plate number when you, when you exit the vehicle, if you, don't, if you can't see it right now. North Carolina plates? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, okay, so she texts you at whatever. That's insane. I text her. I text her because I wanted to know where these messages all of a sudden are coming from. Well, what did you say to her exactly? And, I mean, at first, she got shitty with it. She got shitty as fuck with me. Like, like attitude? She, oh, yeah. Well, you, what the, she's in your house. What did you, what do you, like, I don't understand, like, how, I'm, I, honestly, I'm actually kind of surprised, because I thought, she, I thought you guys weren't on the greatest terms that she even showed up. That's where I'm a little confused, and I'm worried, I'll be honest, I'm worried. I'm, I'm kind of worried about it. Honest God. Well, you um, got checked, I mean, what, that's. What is, what is she capable of? And I can tell you, these text messages that she sent Chuck and all that shit is, like, I, I've seen this shit over and over again. This is nothing new. I could create this. You know what I'm saying? It does not take a genius for, for them to figure out that, one, the profile on the little logo on the one that she sent of the heroine, it has no name next to it. It just has well, a little I, face I icon. I mentioned that, too. I did mention that. She says, I'm getting... Where did the message come from from Chuck? What are you talking about? I'm getting messages from Jessica downloaded as we speak. It's the same stuff. Okay. It's the same stuff. You had these accounts before. You no, downloaded this I, stuff before. That was my point. She's had them for how long? And you're just now going to say now that this is happening? That's what I meant by withholding evidence. How Thanks. did she get the car? Can you run the, uh, the license plate number? I, I mean, I can. There's zero theft, theft report, so it's not stolen. Let's see. The, what, if it's a rental, though, wouldn't it say that? Well, you would see on the car, on the stickers, like you can easily tell with a rental. How do I tell? If you go up to the windows, this should be... I will fucking go right up to this motherfucker. 
You can go. It's matching. It's, it matches the plate. It's a 2021 Kia Forte. She yeah. said that she got it from the airport. Basically, what I'm trying to do here is just play my cards right because I don't know what what her automotive is. I don't know what her plan is. I don't know. I've always been in the middle band, and I always try to get along with everybody, but some something, right? And I know that. Uh, she asked me, "Have you really been defending me? I'm not trying to make me make me guilty like everyone else." She asked you that after you said you got messages from Chuck. That's the first thing she asked you. Yep. Yep. Virtually no polygraph examiner that will even touch anyone with any level of autism. Look into that. Getting me down to North Carolina was a setup. Who the fuck is setting you up down in North Carolina that you fucking chose to go to and you fucking said, hey, I want Carrie, whatever his name is, to drive you down there. She's so fucking full of shit. She's so, I'm so fucking done with her fucking lies. I'm so done. It's always, I got more, but I can't tell you unless I know you're really on my team. I want to make sure that you're 100% with me. You're 100 in because when this shit gets aired, I need to know who's going to stand with me still. This world and this fucking case doesn't revolve around you. You still with me? After discussing Chuck's story with Valerie and Chet, they decide to contact Chuck. Valerie encourages him to speak up and share his side of things. If you want to clear your name, what better way to do it than for the story to be told in your own words? What you're about to hear is an audio clip from a security camera. It's the night of December 15th, 2018. Chuck's white Cadillac is seen parked at a chicken farm next to two large gas tanks. We see Chuck walk towards the camera and just out of view. Moments later, he enters the frame again, with his back to the camera, walks towards his car. As he nears the Cadillac, he reaches for the back driver's side door handle and appears to have something under his arm. At this point, someone in the back seat appears to open the passenger side back door and quickly close it. There's some concerning response from the back seat and we hear them exchange words. Listen for yourself. Chuck, man, it's been a minute. I've been wanting to, to finally catch up with you. With all the people involved in this case, that you're there's there's a part you're taking some someone's word, such as vows, and trusting that I, my intentions are good. But I want you to be able to ask any questions that you have first. So if you got any questions, right. shoot. <clears throat> Okay. Just out for like uh, messages and shit that I've seen just recently. There's a message about Daniel trying to find out uh, what caddy the mom was driving, I guess. Which which caddy that who was driving? Uh, it, it mentions uh, less markers. Cad, cad, caddy in there. I'm just wondering why they never 
If there was another Cadillac involved, why do they never look at it? And you're talking from the detective's perspective, right? Yeah. I, I just came into this case back in last year. So to speak on Les Marker's Cadillac and why they didn't impound it or why they didn't take it and why they didn't look at his and only yours, my guess would be is because they've always assumed it was your Cadillac at the chicken farm on the ring video. As I understand it, you didn't say, I've never been at the chicken farm, and that wasn't me in the video, and that wasn't my car. I think you've always said, yeah, that was me. There's no reason for them to really look at Les's Cadillac if the scene of you in the ring video has nothing to do with Britney's case. That it, That's it. Okay. Like From an investigative standpoint, if I'm looking at the scene and I see your your vehicle... And I'm questioning your vehicle and your your whereabouts, and you're saying yes, that's me, and yes, that's my car. There's no reason for them to continue to look at Les Marker's Cadillac. Okay. That's my opinion. Again, I can't speak for St. Joe's County. Even right now, there's still so many people who want to talk to me about the white Cadillac and the video and. If it has nothing to do with Brittany's case, I don't really want to talk about it. Okay, I'm just wondering. I was just curious. Why didn't... I don't know. He's like singled out. Basically, he, he gave them another white caddy to go look at the possibility that something may have happened to somebody in his yeah. caddy. Part of the agreement to my interview with Chuck was that Valerie needed to be on the call. He wanted a witness. The fear of being set up is a real thing for Chuck. Because it's not like the Cadillac rolled up and then we never knew who was driving it or we never knew who was the owner. Then there would be reason to look at multiple Cadillacs. But if you have the scene and you have the situation where you see the Cadillac roll up, you can see it's Chuck and he goes back in and Chuck says, yeah, that was me. That was my car. Who cares? Who? So what about it? If Chuck was like, no, that's not me in my car, then you would have reason to look at other Cadillacs. But if Chuck is like, yeah, that was me, they're not singling you out even when you provide them another vehicle. It's what would be the reason for us to now go look at... at, at, uh... Okay, I understand that, and you're right. You are right. But uh, i seen this message. The reason why I just... I'm thinking all this is because i seen this message. It says that uh, the dude was saying to somebody that... uh, that he knows that she blackmailed less about about that shit, I guess. Wouldn't that give a reason to check it out, though? Or no? No. This is where people are making something in, in this, with something when it's nothing. The only reason why a white Cadillac has ever been brought up is because of the ring video. I've never seen it. He's never seen the video that says ring on it. I just started looking at these videos and hold know, on. the photos and shit. Okay, so hold on. Oh, what I'll do is... The one that he's seen at the police station was just a very, short clip, right, Chuck? Uh, yeah. Okay. When they question you? Uh, where, in LaGrange? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. They questioned me a couple times there. Okay, I'm going to send you these three videos real quick. Okay, you have them. They're right there. It has the ring up in the top left corner. That's a security cam footage. The ring footage here that yeah. you have on your phone now 
that was provided to law enforcement. However, they cropped that. However, they whatever they put out on YouTube or whatever they did for them to be like I I don't know that ring footage. I, I like, I'm not gonna really kind of dive into whether it was staged or not. Chuck, you're saying like yeah, that was me. That was my car. What about it? If I was taking a piss or whatever you were doing, you were doing. This has fucking nothing to do with Britt's case, though, right? Yeah, you're talking about when I parked and went and took a piss, right? Right. Chuck and I are FaceTiming. Okay. He shakes his head no. I'm just curious of why my name even came out. I never met the girl. I didn't know her mom. How did my name come out? Where did it even come from? I think... I, I didn't know these people. Do you have any relationship to the people on this chicken farm? No. I have never even been to that place. I stopped and took a piss because I was lost. At this farm, whatever it is, I heard it's a chicken farm. I want to see where I parked, where I parked it, and left. Yeah, go ahead. Can you, you can open up the chat right now? Oh, can? Yeah. This go. phone sucks, man. I don't know. He just got okay. How do I do this? You're gonna explain to him, James, or you want me to? You can. Go ahead. Chuck takes a moment to watch the security footage of himself the night at the chicken farm. Okay, you saw it. All right. Yeah. All three of them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I seen the one with Cody, with me and Cody, because it was me and Cody. Okay, so so let's just clear the air, right? Let's just get to it. You have you rolling up to this place. What I was told early on was that you pulled up, you're getting gas and you're stealing gas from this place where you're coming back into the video with, and you can hear Cody is that you got some boots with you and you open the door, you see the passenger side door open, you hear someone coming kind of screaming, this, that, and the third. What happened? Did you have boots in your hand? Did I have what? Boots. boots? No. Why would I have boots? No. Why did we pick this location to go to in the first place? Because I was trying to find my way back to Fawn River Road. Because I was trying to get back to Spiritus. Okay. We were driving around. I was drinking a little bit. And I was showing him my car and shit. And he was a little fucked up too. And he started uh, tripping. <laughs> he was tripping. And uh, he uh, started waking out on my, uh, my interior on the door. So I, I made him get in the I made him get in the back. So I was trying I was, I was trying to find my way back to Fawn River to get back and uh I had to take a piss. So I seen that and I took a piss. And then I seen I've seen him I seen him being no uh, he was acting funny, like he was confusing her, so I scared him. That's all that was. I was just fucking with him. You you're from the area, right? Yeah, Sturgis. Would it be fair to say I find it hard to believe that you're lost? He don't know Indian. He even has to still get directions to my house. Is it Michigan? What Might be a little both. Might have been a little both. Because I, I didn't. I knew I was around Fawn River, but that's it. You you mentioned something earlier. You said I was kind of showing the car off. When did you actually purchase the car? Oh shit. Uh, I had to call him. I had to get a hold of him and find out when the title and everything was done. But uh, I want to say December of that that of that year, twenty eighteen. Um, eighteen, yeah. So Brittany had already gone missing, 
And you purchased the vehicle in December? Uh, I didn't get that car until after Thanksgiving because I had to get rid of my truck to pay for the car. What is it about Thanksgiving that you remember that? that was I went to my sister's and I remember I was driving the truck. We had a family Thanksgiving. And then and I had the truck. Okay. That's why I remember that. Okay. Do you remember? But I know, did, no, I had the caddy on Christmas. So, did you have the caddy in November? Well, when's Thanksgiving? Last Thursday of the month of November. So it was from then to. That's why I'm saying right around December, maybe very beginning of December, maybe. I don't know. When you're walking back to the car, it looks like you're yeah. carrying something in your right arm. I'm just there curious. There was a bag. There was a bag of uh, papers and stuff in it, and Wait, I grabbed it. Was it mail and shit that you were I'm taking? Looking, I think it was mail, yeah. From 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 that when place. I seen it, when I seen it was mail, I just tossed it. Where did you find it? It was like right where I pissed. I just seen it and I grabbed it. <laughs> when I seen it was just mail, I got rid of it. I tossed it out the window. <laughs> When you get to the car and you open up the back door, you kind of can hear like he's fr like freaking out. What's he doing? I scared the shit out of him because he, well, he was tripping. He was fucked up. I meant to do that. But I was trying to scare him. What did you say to him? Like, cause I, it's, I can't hear what you say to him. I don't remember. I think I just yelled something at him. Cause I was trying to scare him. You know, weird and shit on it. So I wanted to scare him. <laughs> Is that wrong with that? And I did. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But that's all that's all that fucking happened. The fact is I don't know nothing about that girl. I don't know that girl. You and never so you've never you I'm never sorry, but I'm glad I don't. I'm glad I didn't. Because it brought me a lot of bullshit. So you're saying right now I've never met Brittany in my life. I never I've met her never before. Met girl in my life. I don't even know her. After the ring video or after this whole incident, you eventually got picked up. That's when yeah. they questioned you and polygraphed you? No, uh, they arrested me in Centerville, and they took my car. They took me and my car to jail. What was the arrest for? Uh, a show cause warrant, I think. They start interviewing you or questioning you about... They uh, took me in a room, and they showed me the video. I told them exactly what I'm telling you. I said I was drinking and driving, okay? My bad, but I own my shit. When did they get to the point of asking you to take a poly? I asked them. I think I told him that night, too. I said, I'll take a polygraph. I do remember that. I said, you can take the car, do what you got to do. But I told him I wanted my car back. When I was in LaGrange, they come in, was bugging me more about it. So I said, you know what? I'm sick of these people saying I did this, did that. I want, I want a polygraph. I want a polygraph. So I, I told them to do it. I was in jail. It was the only thing I could do to help me, you know? To get motherfuckers. So did the detective come down and get, and did they come down and they administered the test? Yeah, and then like a few weeks later, they did it again. And they have your car at the same time? Yeah, they had my car for like eight months. The whole time I was in jail. You provided DNA and everything? Everything. I'm, I'm good to go. I had nothing to do with this, so I don't have no problem with it. Sarah and I have received as many messages about the Cadillac as I have about my car's warranty. So let's address it now that we have Chuck's side of things and get this cleared up once and for all. So many of us heard the stories floating around about this video. The police took the wrong Cadillac into custody. 
It wasn't Chuck's car. It was Les M's car. There was a gunshot in the back seat. The video has been altered, and there's more people in the car than Chuck and his buddy. People have even said the person in the video is Ashley. Let me be clear here. There is no reason to address whose Cadillac it is because Chuck admits to being the person in the video and confirms that's his Cadillac. As for the other Cadillacs people talk about, we've looked at the two or three of them. They don't match Chuck's Cadillac. They were either a different model, two-door instead of four, or had different rims. Additionally, suggesting that law enforcement is so negligent that they didn't check the VIN number and registration records seems counterproductive since the agency paid to process the vehicle. Chuck says he took two polygraphs, one in Michigan and one in Indiana. He says he passed both. I'd say it's a bit of a risk to say you took polygraph exams if you didn't, or say you passed if you didn't. We'll be able to get a more clear picture on this topic when we discuss the case file coming soon. Your relationship with Ashley, how, yeah, long, have you know, how long have you known Ashley that, for? When I started on my Facebook, she got her, oh, I see somebody that said she'd been asking everybody how to get a hold of me, and, and she was... You know, trying to get a hold of me. And I'm thinking, who the hell is this? And I was just thinking, some chick, you know, maybe, whatever. I just got out of prison. I'll get a hold of her. And I got a hold of her, and she acted like she was my best friend, and like she was in love with me and shit. Wait, pause, pause real quick. So we started talking. Did you recently got out of jail? Yeah. When did you get out? It was in September. September 4th, I think. So September of 2021? Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't open a Facebook right when I got out. I waited for a while because of all this bullshit. Is that the account Charles Allen? That one got hacked and started, I got kicked off it. But is that one you created though? You created Charles Allen originally, right? Yeah. Okay. In like three days, somebody had, had it off fucking screwed up, so... So you and I chatted on that one that one night, right? That was me and you. Yeah. I only had that uh, up for like two days. And okay. somebody took over on it. When you and I started chatting, had you and Ashley been talking yet? No. Didn't know nothing about her. And I seen a buddy of mine, and he told me about her. So I told him to give me her number. I wanted to see what the hell she wanted. That's how, I got That's how we talked. That's how we met. So you didn't know her in school? She said, she said she knew her from, like, 20 years ago. So I met... I don't remember. Um, hold on one second. My dog's bark. Hold on. You should see his freaking dog. He's Man. like a king corso. All right. So, Ashley, uh, uh, Chuck, I'm not from your guys' area. I'm from Washington State, man. I don't know you guys. Anybody involved in the case. Like, I don't, I don't know you guys. I meet with Ashley. She's providing with me with all this information, all these leads, and all these individuals, and gives me all these names. Your name was continually brought up by her. So and this is back in nineteen. This is twenty twenty one. August August the summer of twenty twenty. I didn't even know her. You didn't know Ashley at that time? See, that's what she wrote up. She says you guys knew each other from like eight years old. Yeah, that's what she told me. But I don't really remember. Basically we had a little plan that we all hung you know, everybody hung out together. Everybody knew each other. It's all small towns. Nobody can freaking remember this chick. 
Why would she do that when she don't even know who I am? We don't even know each other, really. You know? I, I met her at eight years old. That don't mean you know somebody. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. You got all this shit. And you keep saying you know. If you got this shit, why are you holding on to it? If you're your best friend, man, you should have fucking ended this a long time ago. And she didn't like that. I don't know. You and Ashley become a thing. <laughs> uh, she started changing quick. So it didn't land. The feelings wasn't their own. What happened after the Charles Allen account? Because we were good. All of a sudden, I I, I couldn't even contact you. Your account got removed and shit. What what happened there? It, it got kicked me out of it. Somebody was changing my password, my email, all that shit. And then Facebook said they seen suspicious activity, so they kicked, they closed it. And that was right after I talked to you. So I was like, yeah. "What the fuck is this?" Seriously, it was that night, I think. Uh, yeah, all that time, I didn't even know. I have not talked to Ashley at all yet. She didn't pop up into my picture until just recently. So maybe two months tops. Okay, so you didn't you didn't know Ashley when you were in prison? You didn't find out about yeah. Ashley until after you came out? I didn't know nothing about this girl. <laughs> Someone's not going to be like, oh, no, Chuck and Ashley were dating, like, before that. Like, like. See, when she got a, when I got a hold of her to see what she wanted, if I kept hearing this. She keeps trying to find me and shit, so I was wondering who the hell it was. I seen that she looked all right, so I was like, all right. So I got hold of her, and I didn't know all this shit was going to happen. I was trying to get away from this. I was already cleared. I was already over it, trying to get over it. All right, so she pops up. Long story short, like, you guys become a thing. I mean, obviously, it was a surprise to everybody who was in the community of, like, trying to find Britney because we're like, you've been saying that we need to look in this direction, then all of a sudden you're dating the guy? Yeah, a couple people warned me about her, and I didn't listen. I didn't pay attention, because I just didn't believe it. I don't know if she told you that we came and picked her up and dropped her off. Okay, so I know, but I thought you were down the road, but yeah. I just don't want nobody to know where I'm at, you know? I'm trying to do my own thing, get on my feet. That just doesn't care how much she lies, though. All she did, the whole time she was here, the only thing she did was she was always on her phone, always working on Brittany's case, she said. Yeah, let me ask. Let me ask you about that because you, here you are in a position where you've been questioned, you've been polygraphed, the DNA tested you. Or like, why? Are you, why is she still there? I mean, in my opinion, like this girl's kind of like too associated with this case that you almost got kind of jammed on. I felt bad because you know she was saying she was her best friend and stuff. So yeah, I felt bad for her and it started to get feelings. Yeah. Did she talk to you about me at any point in time? Uh. Yeah, after the polygraph. Because she said something about, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. She said something about going to talk to you. I told her to go take a polygraph. Oh, you did? I mentioned it. I said, that's what I did. So you told, oh, shit. You're she like... sat there and, like, and got in line and read all kinds of shit about a polygraph. The laws and... Like, I guess, uh, seeing what it was and shit, I guess. Before we went and picked her up, you were encouraging her to take the polygraph? I mentioned it. I just said, take a polygraph. She started asking me what, what it was and shit. I explained to her what happens. Because you've already taken two. Yeah. Bingo! <laughs> I don't really remember exactly what I said, but I just know I mentioned it. Okay that up until the point of me picking her up what does she do all day is she just hanging out at the camper does she, she doesn't have wheels 
She's always on her phone. I tried to call her. I told her she. I tried to tell her to get a job, man. And I was like, okay. I had a feeling, like after she was here a week, I seen. I don't know. This ain't no forever shit. <laughs> and I felt bad for her. She had nowhere to go, and to, uh, her best friend. She's trying to figure this out and shit. So yeah, she seemed pretty confident. Did she pass? Yeah. Let's fast forward to the point where I bring her back. So we pull in, drop her off, we take off. What happens? Came in there, she was crying. So I'm thinking, what the fuck's wrong? I figured, I didn't know. I didn't expect that, I guess, but she said she failed. She cried, said that you, you was yelling at her and shit. Does it cross your mind like, damn, maybe she's involved? Yeah. Because uh, I'm thinking, you got all this shit that can clear it, you keep saying. That, that you got all this shit, and you're saying the polygraph was wrong shit. But why are you still not fucking ending this? You know what I mean? If you can do all this. At point. I asked for that shit. Yeah. I said, you got all this shit that you say that you got. She just, because she kept just saying that she knew, knows this and knows that. And if you do, then do something about it. Dude, that's fucking what That floors my mind. You didn't know Ashley until you got out of prison recently? No. She said she'd been here a couple times with other guys that she was with, but I don't remember. I don't never remember running to her, no. I told her I kind of remembered her. I didn't want to say I didn't if I knew her eight years old, you know? <laughs> This is actually a tough question for you. I've talked to the kids at Grandma's house. I've talked to Grandma. I've talked to the uncle. When they look at IDing people who look like the individual that was there that night, they still to this day say that you're one of them. Well, they're wrong. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I already said everything I could say. No, I don't know nothing. And you never I can't been... say nothing else because I don't know nothing. You never been out to the grandma's house, never even driven by since then? No, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know these fucking people. I never met them. And, and I'll be fair, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also add this point into it as well. When I've shown them pictures of individuals, there are other individuals who have also been pointed out. It's a similar look and it's a similar build. It, the only thing that I've ever felt like, man, that's just tough. That's a sucky position for him to be in is that you are five seven, you fit the build, you have the hairline, like you have the look. If you could use this opportunity to, to say something just to the family of, as far as saying like, hey, here's, here's where I stand about this whole situation. Here's my message to you guys. If you could deliver any kind of message to them, what would you say? everything they need to find out I, I, I really can't wait for this to happen not just for me but for her but for me too I might be sounding a little just so I mean, I'll be over with I guess is what I'm saying but for them I, I just for her I want it to be done I just want this rock stone to be uncovered and, and for, as far as the cousins uh, I'm sorry but you're wrong and gonna have to just keep looking at other people that's 
similar in whatever ways you guys are saying about me, you know, whatever it takes. But, but, but you're wrong, wasting your time, fucking with me. That's all I gotta say. I shouldn't even have none of this I'm dealing with. It. I'm trying to get off parole and shit. I shouldn't even be fucking with all this. Why she would put me out like that and then come over here and try to fucking around with me? This is all a waste of time that came my yeah. way. And the only thing it did was make my shit hard. Yep, and that's bullshit. It didn't solve nothing because there is nothing. Exactly. I don't really have to, I don't have to convince nobody, but I will tell you. Yeah. This shit ain't me. <laughs> You did put Brittany into a dog kennel? I did? No, I didn't. You didn't rape Brittany? I didn't do anything to her or about her. Yeah, where the fuck is... Why the fuck? Where's... How do they know this? Oh, boy. I would like to see the fucking proof on this because there ain't none. I heard all kinds of stories too when I was in jail from people I'd never even met before. I got tired of getting mad at motherfuckers because they didn't know what they were talking about. When I told her about Val fucking having my back on this, she said she said to watch out for her. She made these videos. She uh, telling me to stay away from me and shit. And then after I booted her out, she pops up over there. What the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. James, she still has that car. I told her, as obsessed as you are about this, you, you should be, everything you should know should, should already be in somebody's hand, you know? You should have been the first one to fucking do this if it was this important to you. When she was here, she said, uh, she said, well, I just I just don't know what to turn in, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Where's here, where's here going? You're full of shit. Look. Why would somebody want to go out there and not let somebody else know where, where you're where I'm going? Yeah. I'm going into a situation where there might be a killer there because I don't know because it's said to be that they killed Brittany and I'm gonna go in there by myself right. and not tell anybody? Right, right, Get right. What's up? While Ashley and Chuck are together, Ashley insinuates that Chuck shouldn't trust Valerie and Chad. Chuck goes on to tell me that the previous night he received a friend request from Jessica, Brittany's mother. Last night, I asked the girl's mom, I asked her about it. Why did Ashley have them, the SIM card or whatever that I heard about? And how did she get it? Why did she have it? Answer that shit. You know, uh, I said, we both know you're not just going to have somebody's SIM card. And uh, she said, be quiet. When did this conversation happen with... You're talking about Brittany's mom, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not an answer. Last night you had a conversation with her? Well, yeah, because in a friend request, and I looked at it, I didn't accept it, but then I was thinking, wait a minute, I'm going to ask her a question. Screenshot me the the friend request from Jess or the the profile you're talking with with Jessica. There's something I want to cross reference. You got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. One sec. Can you please send me a screenshot of the entire conversation between you and Jessica from that profile? That's it. I blocked her when she said that. This is the only thing I the only thing I gathered out of that is her and Ash are obviously talking again, right? That Jessica profile? Yeah. That's Ashley. She's talking to you from Ashley. Oh, no, see it? Yeah, that's Ashley. That's not Jess. 
What a scandalous I called Jessica just to confirm. That's about James. So you didn't talk to Chuck Allen last night? No. How did I talk to Chuck? I've been talking to him tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, So he was like, <laughs> Jessica and Ashley are talking. I'm like, no, they're fucking not. And like, I'm like, there's no way. And so he ends up sending me a screenshot of the conversation between him and Jessica. She's got my account. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. tonight when I was like, yes. when Chuck was like, yeah, I've been talking to Jess. I'm like, no, it's you? Ashley. She's playing. Send she's the- playing Chuck, man. That's crazy. Yeah. She's playing him like that's what she's doing. That account that messaged Chuck, that account messaged me too. Right after the polygraph, Jessica Nicole messaged me. What was the polygraph guy's name again? So she was trying to figure out right after she failed the polygraph, she used Jessica's account to try to get me to feed her the information about who the polygraph guy was. So that's when I opened up the account and I was like, there's no communication history between me and Jessica. This doesn't look right. I looked at the account. I ignored it because I was like, okay, if this is another fake account. I'm just not, I don't have time for it. And so when Chuck sent me the picture of the profile, got her. When I walk away from the conversation with Chuck, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at my own reaction. If Chuck is being honest, I have sympathy for him and the situation he's had to deal with. It appears Chuck has done everything possible to clear his name, to taking polygraph examinations, to surrendering his vehicle. By encouraging Ashley to take a polygraph, Chuck thought he was doing the right thing. He didn't think that she would fail. As it turns out, the person Chuck thought he was building a relationship with treated him as just another resource. Next time on Hide and Seek. I said, Gina, just posted that. Yeah. I sent you another. Oh. I screenshotted it and sent it to you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Saying that she went to, took off to North Carolina. So my guess is that she's trying to avoid being questioned. Well, I think that's. That is, if the cops are even going to do anything. I still wanted to comment, but, you know, like. I don't know, but I did want to post. Yep, run for the hills. For Avis reservations or customer service, press 1. So I think it's with, um, okay, so I think it's with law enforcement, the ones that take care of these it's a missing avis rental car it was not returned and the tracking device was removed from it do you know about this situation Avis Law Enforcement Line, my name is Eric, how can I help you? 
I have the license plate number. What state is the license plate from? North Carolina. Can the plate number? Yeah, that is a bit overdue. I assume you're not the renter. So the, the tracking device is removed. How do you know that? Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hide and Seek. If you'd like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community, come interact with us. Share your thoughts, opinions, and theories in the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. The Hide and Seek podcast is hosted, produced, audio engineered, and directed by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Director of Photography and Editing is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson. <laughs>